horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Winning Ponies. want to thank Woodbine Entertainment for sponsoring this show. My name is John Engelhart. We're coming into one of the biggest weeks of the year. This is right in there with the Fall Stars, All Stars, preps for the Breeders' Cup. Numerous winning your in races on the line and the oh-so-historic Traverse Stakes is waiting for us. And I brought out two big guns, the dynamic duo from the Daily Racing Forum and Dan Illman and Matt Bernier. Uh, these guys are going to uh, help us, uh, you know, hit the, hit the pick five. That shouldn't be a problem. And take us through the, the possible trifecta scenarios. And what I've done is uh, given each one of them a set of races so that we hit all the stakes. So uh, Matt will key on certain races and Dan will key on certain races. Uh, it's gonna We're going to cover it for you. So get your... Uh, pens and paper out you want to start writing down what you listen to these guys because you know if you watch them closely on drf.com these guys know how to pick winners of course that's how matt bernier got discovered was in handicapping contests all right uh there's so much racing as i just stated you're going to need all the help you can get i'll do what i can but i'll leave that on dan and matt for the most part uh but uh certainly winningponies.com is the way to go easy win forms is what they're called really inexpensive uh you can uh, pick as many cards as you want to pull down totally up to you but just remember the pools are going to be so deep at saratoga in in every you know scenario you can come up with as far as you know whether it be pick fours pick threes trifectas so there's going to be so much put into these pools that your your money's going to be hidden and you're going to be able to make big bets so the easy win forms will be a big help to you and of course your own handicapping skills that I hope you've developed over the years but the easy win forms been doing great Saratoga just 5 days ago we had a $1 pick 3 that paid $1,998. But as you know, we go all over the country. Uh, Mountaineer, 10 days ago, $1 Super, $1,569. And at Laurel, a $1 Super 5 key paid over $2,000. And uh, how about, let's not leave our guys on the West Coast out of it, Golden Gate. $1 Super, $2,557. You can go to winningponies.com and uh, see the results of the last few weeks' easy win form. So uh, that's the way to go. This is a big weekend. Now, if you can't get to the track, OTB parlor or whatever, uh, NBC plans a two-hour Travers Day program. So... Uh, it looks like we're just going to have an outstanding field and the Travers. It's really attracted the attention. we got a field of 11. Don't forget there is a filly in there, Wonder Godot. Mile and a quarter, it's the Midsummer Derby, $1.25 million on the line. So the broadcasting is going to start at 4 o'clock on the live NBC broadcast, the main broadcast. You don't have to go scurrying to see whether or not you got that sports station. So a two-hour program. It's part of the Breeders' Cup 
Challenge Series, winning your in. And uh, it's going to include coverage of other races we're going to cover tonight. The one million one and a half mile Sword Dancer. That's an automatic win in your in for the Longines Breeders Cup Turf. And the $600,000 7 furlong 4 go, which will get you into the Breeders Cup Dirt Mile. So they've been doing pretty well. Saturday's show is going to be the uh, 7th of 11 telecast in the Breeders' Cup Challenge Series, winning your in. Uh, we've had uh, some of the races split between NBC and NBCSN. But uh, that's where you want to be this weekend, folks. If you want to watch the races, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about. Also, if you can't get near a TV, Horse Racing Radio Network uh, will do it. If you're at work, you can pull down their site, www.horseracingradio.net. So it's great. Bringing racing to the mainstream airwaves. Now, another big news of the week. Breeders' Cup announced the host sites through 2021 and the three tracks drum roll please it will be santa anita park keeneland and del mar i don't have a problem with any of them so uh those will uh those will be it of course uh uh the uh it'll be the 10th at santa anita and uh it'll be uh november 1st and 2nd Keeneland hosted its first in 2015, will welcome the 2020 edition. As you know, this year, we're going to also be in central Kentucky at Churchill Downs, and uh, Delmar gets 2021. Mark your calendars. How about Drayden Van Dyke? Is this kid on fire or what? He had a seven-win day this week unbelievable his, and his seven wins were represented by five different trainers including a maiden special weight a claimer allowance and a stakes race <laughs> and only two of those came upon uh, post time favorites so uh you know this this kid he is one to watch him and uh, mr plot flat uh is going to be one to watch pratt excuse me uh but last week, he won nine races out of 29 mounts. That's a win rate of 31%. And uh, he was the fourth leading North American rider by total earnings and was seventh by stakes earnings. Uh, he earned 182,000 stakes appearances. So he's been pretty busy. He's been doing well. And I hope he stays healthy. He's going to be one to watch for a long time in the in the years ahead. Well, I don't know if some of you knew this. I surprised somebody in the racing world, and I said, yeah, you, you know Mick Cronin owns horses, right? It's like, well, a lot of people know that Rick Patino, the basketball coach, owns them. But uh, the Cincinnati's own uh, – uh, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick Cronin uh, is getting a slam dunk there. He's, uh, he's hooked up with different partnerships. He, he's done pretty well, of course. His family has been around racing forever. Mick used to – park cars or run the parking lot at River Downs Racetrack in Cincinnati while his dad, a legendary basketball coach, during the summer season, they didn't have anything to do, so he'd work at River Downs. Uh, so they uh, they all grew up around the track. He got it in his blood. If you want to go to the Blood Horse, you can read more about Coach Cronin, Cincinnati, and his love of the horses. Well, let's look at some of the races we covered uh, last week. Of course, the most important, the 1 million TVG Pacific Classic, grade one, million dollars on the line. And man, we got a new star on the national scene. And Accelerate is his name. 
accelerate a five-year-old horse looking at Lucky Son. He's going to be good to go when it's time to uh, retire him. He has just been so consistent. He now has 20 lifetime starts with eight wins, five seconds, five thirds. I didn't add up the earnings of the classic, which would be about 600000 So that puts him over the $2 million mark. An unbelievable race. Uh, he was uh, ridden by Joel Rosario, had four wins on the card. Accelerate did exactly that when they moved into the stretch. Now, he was the heavy favorite at two to five, but he took off and he won by 12 and a half lengths. Yeah, that's an eye popper. The biggest distance ever in the Pacific Classic. Unbelievable performance. Uh, in the uh, second spot was uh, Pavel, and third was Prime Attraction. But Accelerate, the horse to beat, there's no way anybody was going to do it. Uh, then we come up uh, on the Del Mar Handicap. And this race went to the outside horse. That's right. Favorite business. This is interesting. It was Flavian Pratt who kind of sat behind the pace setters who weren't setting much of a pace. And he got tired of waiting and just blew their doors off around the turn. I mean, some of the people would have thought, oh, he's going to flatten out the stretch. There's no way. No, he just kept going and going and won easily. Uh, he's always had much success with Flavian Pratt. So I would think that Phil D'Amato is going to try to keep them together as long as they can. Uh, in the... Uh, and the second spot was You Gotta Wanna at 45 to 1. And third was Multiplier. So uh, that was a look at the Del Mar handicap. It was a grade two, $250,000 race. Uh, let's see now, coming up on the eighth at Del Mar, that was the Del Mar Oaks and. Perfectly timed ride in here by Kent DeSormo got Fatel Bear on top at seven to one. In the third spot was the favored Ollie's Candy. And in the fourth, let's see, one, two, three, four, I think was California Gold Rush, 16 to 1. I think this horse has a lot of upside to it. Uh, this horse is only making its third lifetime start. It had a six and a half on the turf, a mile on a turf. This race was a mile and an eighth. And, uh, you know, it's in the hands of Neil Drysdale. Uh, has a lot of European breeding. I think you're going to find this horse on the turf very much. Just a three-year-old filly, California Gold Rush. Remember that name. So let's see exactly what are we going to be looking at today. Well, the, the key races is the Travers. And uh, for East Coasters, uh, this is a, a holy race of obligation. Uh, the very first horse to win it was back in 1864, horse by the name of Kentucky. And I'm sure many Kentucky breds have wanted along the way and you just read the Travers Fields and it's a hoo-hoo. How about 1941 when Whirl Away, Triple Crown winner, Mr. Longtail, uh, got it done. In 1930, 
a horse by the name of Jim Dandy uh, got the race. And if you don't know these names, you better go back and find some books about them. They were truly amazing horses. The 60s, wow, man, was it great. Buck Passer and Damascus won this race with Baeza and Shoemaker up, two of my favorite all-time jocks. And as we get into the more modern day, you had 49er and Easygoer. Um, Medallia Dioro won this race. Remember that. He sure is passing his mile and a quarter onto his kids. And of course, uh, recent days, Arrowgate in 2016. It's going to be a fantastic race. Well, what do you say we take a break? When we come back, we're going to talk to Mac Bernier about not only the Traverse Stakes, but a few others on the card. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full field with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, no stranger to this show... And Matt Bernier, I always try to save him for the big races. I don't want to, you know, go to the well too often, but I love when he takes uh, the time out of his day to uh, spend some time looking at these big races. Though, Matt, let's face it, I got to guess all eyes have been on Saturday since the uh, Daily Racing Forum came out. Yeah, we've been burning the midnight oil trying to go through all these graded stakes races. I mean, you've got an all grade one pick six, you've got a million dollar guaranteed late pick four, and it doesn't really feel like there are any races where there's a standout or two in there, maybe with the exception of uh, the Alan Jerkins. That's just my opinion, but that's another story for another day. It's a fantastic day of racing, and it looks like the weather's going to cooperate. Oh, I was so glad to hear that off mic, that, uh, that it's going to be a good day. I know I was up there the year uh, uh, horse by the name of General Assembly uh, won the race, 
and uh, he was a good-looking son of Secretariat, and in doing so, uh, set a track record. But I'm telling you, Matt, it was as soon as that race was over, we just headed straight for the card. We just wanted to see him cross the finish line and and then take off. But uh, so it's so good to hear that uh, it's going to be fair play for everybody. Nobody's going to complain about the off track, and nobody's going to complain about the too soft turf. So uh, speaking of too soft turf. I, I think most of the horses that are going to run in the Sword Dancer are coming out of a quagmire race in the uh, Bowling Green. As I recall, uh, that might have even not have been an abbreviated card, but they kind of saved the turf uh, for the Bowling Green. To re- correct me if I'm wrong, but we've got just an amazing storyline coming into this mile-and-a-half race, grade $1, million, in that the last time they met in the Bowling Green, that glorious empire just couldn't get their head down before Channel Maker got there with the same stride and the same nose, dead heat. So does this uh, race go through the Bowling Green? Have you been watching replays? Yeah, you know, the tough thing is really when assessing that Bowling Green, it, it, it's who who hated the soft going least, because I don't think any of them truly appreciated it, but some of them very clearly despised it. And I think immediately of horses like High Happy and even a horse like Highland Sky, but Really, it boils down to, do you like any of the horses coming out of there, or do you want to give one of the fresh faces another look? You've got a horse like Fantastic for Chad Brown, who's a grade one winner now. Uh, I've always been a little bit skeptical about how good he is, but look, he ran a bang-up race in the United Nations at Monmouth most recently, and he had some tactical speed. The horse, I think, that they're all going to have to beat, and I still don't think he gets the respect he deserves is spring quality for Graham Motion, because... Ever since Motion moved him over to the turf, he's just been rock solid. The Manhattan has come back to be a very, very productive race. He had Robert Bruce come out of that and win the Arlington Million. He really hasn't done anything wrong. I think spring quality is a major player, but he's just the price. I'm not entirely convinced, so I decided to take one of the horses out of the Bowling Green. I'm going to go with Highland Sky. Uh, oh, really? Okay, you're going to go with, with Highland Sky. Well, it, like you said, it does make for uh, an interesting uh, scenario because, as you said, is like, well, was the Bowling Green really a true-to-form race? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't they didn't they scratch a couple turf races that day, but they saved it for the Bowling Green? Yeah, this was the only one I believe. I could be wrong, but I believe this was the only one that they ran on the turf that day. And, again, you can understand why the local prep for the big grade one here on Saturday. And... It kind of is what it is. The weather's just been an absolute disaster up there this year. To you know, nobody's doing. It's just unfortunate timing, uh, and it's nice to know now, anyway, that you're going to get. Uh, you're going to. These horses are probably going to hear their feet rattle beneath them on Saturday, and I think for some horses, specifically a horse like a High Happy or a Highland Sky, I think that's what they want. Truly, deep down, I don't think they appreciated the cut in the ground last time. It'll be very interesting, right? but you know what it's going to do, Matt, for people that you know think they're handicappers. They're going to look down at that last running line and go, whoa, man, how can I bet against Glorious Empire and Channel Maker? And believe me, if ever there was a day you could, it's probably going to be Saturday in the Sword Dancer. And I think you, there's going to be, because of the parity of these races, as you had stated in the intro, um, there's going to be some opportunity to cash some bets because I, I you know, I, I download them as soon as they come out, so I don't have any odds. I don't think I could make a favorite in any of the races I looked at. No, they really are. They're all wide open, and then that's really kind of as a, as a horse player, that's what you're looking for. You want races that are competitive. You want quality, no question about it. But you want races where your favorite might be seven to two, three to one at, at most. Um, and I kind of feel like for the most part, that's what you're going to have on Saturday afternoon. 
Okay, well, let's go to the girls in the Kettle One Ballerina, grade one, half a million on the line. Uh, I love this distance, seven furlongs. Some horses, I think, just relish it. Uh, They know they can't quite go a mile, but they might not be quick enough for six, and it always makes for an, an interesting race. It certainly does. This is the kind of race to me where, you know what, the favorites, I respect them, Finley's Lucky Charm and, and Lewis Bay. But really, at the end of the day, Lewis Bay, whenever she's a favorite in a race, I want to take a shot against her. And then with Finley's Lucky Charm, I know she had that big buyer that she earned in the Honorable Miss most recently, but I don't particularly love her at seven-eighths of a mile. I know she won the grade one Madison at this distance earlier this year, but I, I just I don't totally love her. There's a horse I'm very, very interested in. She's the most lightly raced horse in the entire group. She's getting tested for class on Saturday. If you go back and watch the replay of the Twix stakes down at Laurel Park on July the 28th, I thought still there was awesome for Dane Kabiski. And really, you go through and look. She's three for three on the main track. All of those races at one turn, although I don't think additional distance would be a problem for her if they chose to stretch her out at some point. Only loss came on the turf at Belmont two starts back. She looks like she's been a million dollars out there. She beat Lake Pontchartrain most recently. She came back and was the next out winner with an 88 buyer. I'm not sold on the heavy favorites in this spot, and I think still there could be that perfect storm of value, upside, and really she's, she's not that far off some of the main contenders in here already from a speed figure standpoint. Uh, yeah, I mean, talking about her taking improvements, of course, uh, Dane Kubiski, he's a story in his own right. When you look at his background, this guy's done just about everything uh, outside and inside of the business. He's a very interesting uh, individual. Well, uh, okay, let's not uh, ignore that 800-pound gorilla sitting in the corner, mat that we like to call the Midsummer Derby, the Traverse Stakes, a holy race of obligation. It certainly is. I mean, and especially this year, I think the added intrigue is without justify. I think people were a little bit concerned. How is the race going to shape up? It may not be littered with superstars, but it's a very, very wide open race, an interesting race. You've got Wonder Godot, the Philly taking on the boys. Uh, I think she's best used underneath. I don't know that she's quite as good as some of the best runners in here. You know, you've got a horse like Good Magic who, look, he ran second in the Derby at a mile and a quarter, but there's still a part of me that wonders a, has he truly improved from his two-year-old form? And B, mile and a quarter, I think he can tolerate it, but I think he's probably better going a little bit shorter. I, I've loved Mendelssohn from day one. He's just he's lost me a little bit in that Dwyer most recently. I don't know if it was the configuration or what it was. Ultimately, I landed on the outside horse, the number 11, Catholic Boy. I feel like Catholic Boy is the kind of horse, keep in mind, they had very, very high hopes. They thought they may have a Kentucky Derby candidate on their hands. He was so impressive in the Remsen as a two-year-old last year, wrapping things up. They came back into Sam F. Davis. I thought he was just a little bit of a short horse, probably needed a race. They waited. They went to the Florida Derby, and he bled badly that day. So you're just supposed to draw a line through that. He's gone for a few months, and then they put him back to the turf, where we knew he was fully capable. My argument is I still don't know what his best surface is. I think it's entirely possible that he may be better on the main track than he is on the turf, and that's saying something because, He's a grade one winner on the grass. I just feel like the the combination of tactical speed, the outside draw that he has, Javier Castellano has won more Travers than anyone else, um, and I think he might be a decent price. He's 8-1 to one on the morning line. Maybe he goes off in that 6-1 to one range. Uh, I'll go with Catholic Boy in the Travers. Matt, that's good information. Javier Castellano's won the most Travers. I did not know that. I believe he's won five, and I don't know if it's a tie or he's outright by himself, but he, I, I know he is, he's right there at the top. 
Oh, that that's good information. I got. Let me do a quick little check here. Uh, yeah, yeah we're looking <laughs> keen ice, uh, VE day, uh, stay thirsty, uh, a fleet express, a uh, Bernardini. Uh, not bad at all. That's that's a, that's a pretty good company. Well, I just think this race is is, is you're if half the field win it, you wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, poor Bravazo, he just keeps knocking on the door, but but he can't get in. And then you got the two mystery horses, uh, the Gronkowski, who was pretty solid uh, since moving to the Chad Brown barn. I mean, you, you run second in American Classic in your first North American uh, race. That's not too bad. And then I've always been a Mendelssohn fan just because you got to put a line through his Kentucky Derby. The Dwyer was just so-so. But I don't know if you've seen this horse in person, Matt. He is a friggin' athletic specimen. Yeah, and look, I mean, we've talked about it. It's well noted, his pedigree. He's uh, Beholder's little brother, and we know that he's by Scat Daddy. Scat Daddy sire justified the Triple Crown winner. I Really, I feel like I, it's almost become a, a, a thing with me, with, with some fans on Twitter and on YouTube and different spots where, I, I have been standing up for this horse from day one. I picked him in the Kentucky Derby. I picked him in the Dwyer and the Derby. I'm not holding that against him, but I'm, I'm wondering maybe he's not as good as I thought he was, but at the same time, I hope he runs a bang-up race on Saturday. I, w- I would love it if he went out there and won by five and just kind of shut all the people up that, that were kind of putting him down. But at the same time, I kind of have to acknowledge thus far the form here in the States. He, he hasn't really cut the mustard. We'll find out where he ends up stacking up on Saturday. Gronkowski, I'm glad you brought him up because you, there's a serious case to be made that he should actually be the horse to beat in here. Based on the 99 that he earned in the Belmont Stakes, he finished ahead of Hofburg, who was the next out winner with a 100. He, he, look, let's be honest. He gave Justify a little bit of a look coming off the far turn, and he got turned away, understandably so. But the fifth-place finisher was the next out winner with a 93. The question for me is, where is Gronkowski going to be? Is he going to be that far back again? Because if he is, I don't know if he can win. If he can stay within shouting distance of the front, I think Gronkowski's got a big, big chance on Saturday. I, I do notice we got a jack t- change. We got uh, Joel Rosario. It uh, looks like uh, Good Magic, uh, who uh, Jose Ortiz has been riding pretty much his whole career, uh, will get him as the jock, and probably rightfully so. I think people forget that this horse was last year's two-year-old champion. But has he shown that form uh, again? No. Does he maybe have some excuses? Probably. Uh, but uh, certainly he's one that if he won it would just say, well, don't be too surprised. You know, he's a son of Curlin, and he was last year's two-year-old champion. <laughs> so you couldn't cook yourself if that horse uh, 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 won the race. But I think I forget who you were talking about as far as, uh, you know, distance things. But it's just unbelievable how the Curlins keep showing up. Uh, uh, Vino Rosso is one. King Zachary's one. Uh, of course, I already named uh, Good Magic and Tenfold. I mean, we're talking like 33% of the field, Matt, are by the sire curling. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive what he's turned into as a sire. He's the kind of horse that if you're looking for, and, and look, I mean, here just in this modern day in the States where everything is bred for speed, 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 if you do want to have some sort of a stamina influence, I feel like Curlin is right there at the top of the list. I think you also have to look at a horse like Tappet. You know, we've had that, we had that run of, of tappets that that performed very well in the Belmont Stakes, off the top of my head, I think think of, think of Tonalist, uh, a couple other runners. You know, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 
the, the Tappets are also very well-bred as far as the, the distance is concerned. But you're right. I mean, this is a race where Curlin is kind of boss, and we'll see what happens as far as some of these horses. I think a horse like Vino Rosso, if he could just keep his mind right, I think he's got a giant chance that the problem is he just runs in spots almost every time, and, and that's just the kind of horse that it's kind of hard for me to trust him from a wagering standpoint. Yeah, I've stayed away from them for a long time, and I feel good about it. Well, Matt, listen, thanks so much for covering those races for us on, on Travers Day. I know you've got an event to get to. I will let you go, but it's always a pleasure to hear you on these airwaves. Anytime, John. Thanks, Matt. I've got your number. All right, that was Matt Bernie, or Dan Illman's going to join us next. I put a little more on his plate as far as graded stakes races at Saratoga. So let me get out, let the commercials get in, and then let Dan Illman get on winning ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me now, a gentleman I like to not call on too much or wear out my welcome, but I really enjoy uh, his on-air presence on DRF.com and talking with him uh, on these airwaves. If, if uh, the Daily Racing Forum was a starship, he would be Captain Kirk, and I'm talking about the one and the only Dan Elman. Dan, how are you? 
Uh, I'm doing great, uh, John. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, especially before one of these big days. I mean, Travers Saturday, what a sensational card at Saratoga. Absolutely. Now, I, I know that, uh, like I said, you you're, you're, you don't operate everything, but on DRF.com, what are going to be some of the best opportunities for our listeners to go to me? I know you're going to be doing the, the race of the days. Um, this weekend in particular, where they can go and get some insights into these races besides talking to you now. So head on over to video.drf.com. You'll have stakes previews, all the graded stakes races at Saratoga. We'll talk about the Smarty Jones stakes at Parks as well. I mean, that's a pretty good race featuring uh, Mark Cassie's Flame Away trying to get back into good form. The Pat O'Brien at Del Mar, the Breeders' Cup winning you're in for the Dirt Mile. All the stakes races this weekend long at Woodbine. We have the Woodbine Play of the Day, Matt Bernier, and Woodbine's Jeff Bratt and Don Lupel as well. We'll have a pick four play, a $1 million guarantee pick for at Saratoga uh, from Matt Bernier, who was just on your your show. Um, It'll all be at video.drf.com or the Daily Racing Form YouTube channel. We have our out-of-the-gate long-form show, 30 minutes, fast-paced, six, seven opinions. Uh, It's it's, uh, a long weekend. Uh, We've got some great video coverage, video.drf.com. Excellent, excellent. Well, it, it's going to be a great weekend, whether you're betting uh, horizontally or vertically. Uh, the, the way I see it is maybe uh, outside of uh, Abel Tasman, uh, there's no such thing as a sure thing. And you'll probably correct me on that here in a few minutes. But let's get out of the gate. Seven furlongs. Uh, I love this distance. I always tell everybody this is the boys' race. Uh, the H. Allen Jerkins, uh, of course, presented by Run Happy. He's everywhere. They're spending money down there at Clay born promoting that horse and I don't blame him but anyhow this race uh, you know I always download my DRF as soon as I can get it so I, I have no odds on it so I, I don't know who is the, who's the horse with the target on its back or is are there none Oh, there's going to be promises fulfilled. The target's going to be on his back after a 108 buyer win in the local prep for the Jerkins, the Grade 3 Amsterdam on July the 28th. This horse just has wicked early speed, and the key to this year's H. Allen Jerkins is the pace. There does not appear to be a ton of other speed in this race. There's a good chance that promises fulfilled will be able to break cleanly from the inside and go right to the front and control this race, and if he runs anything close to the Amsterdam, he's going to be very, very tough. Now, the horse he's going to have to beat is a horse named Forenze Fire, and we're all familiar with Forenze Fire. He ran in the Kentucky Derby, but he's mostly a one-turn sprinter, miler type. You remember him for just whipping Mendelssohn last time out in the grade three Dwyer when turned back to a one-turn mile. The key is, can Forenze Fire stay within closest attendance to promises fulfilled in this seven for a long race, or is he actually going to be taken out of his game uh, by Irad Ortiz being forced to chase promises fulfilled early? Promises fulfilled is the horse to beat because he has the pace advantage, but you can never take Chad Brown too lightly, so I took a little bit of a stab against the favorite with the number three engage who's four to one on the morning line he chased promises fulfilled in vain in the amsterdam last time out but this is a horse never out of the exacta from seven lifetime starts and he seems to run well second start of the form cycle he won his second lifetime start at saratoga last year he won the gold fever stake second start this year and i wonder if chad used the amsterdam as a prep i need somebody to engage promises fulfilled early in order for engage to run him down late but i'm chad i trust and Four to one's not bad at all with Jose Ortiz aboard. <laughs> and Chad, I trust. I think they're going to start putting that on dollar bills. The way that guy's <laughs> making money, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, he he just you know like dropped out of the cloud. Now, just to 
engage our, our audience, Chad Brown is a graduate of the Bobby Franco School of Training, isn't he? He certainly is, and boy, it doesn't matter now whether it's turf horses or dirt horses. He's got the two horses to beat in the Travers with two-year-old champion Good Magic, who won, of course, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year, coming off a win in the Haskell. He now has Gronkowski, who finished second behind Triple Crown winner, justifying the Belmont Stakes. He conditions three of the six horses in the Ballston Spa. He, of course, has Engage, and he's got a couple of other horses on the card that merit big opportunities and big chances. He's actually debuting a high-ticket two-year-old in the opener named Gray's Creek, and I've heard a lot of good things about that, Cole. Well, we could probably find out more about that horse on Spa Babies, can't we? You certainly can. Nicole Russo and I already have filmed Spa Babies for Saturday. The opener, 11.35 a.m. Eastern Time on Traverse Saturday. We run down in great detail, pedigree, trainer intent, workouts for all of these two-year-olds. And had a nice write-up on Gray's Creek, but Nicole has an opinion on a longer price tour. So you want to check it out, video.drf.com. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And and it's something that's really hard to research for uh, Joe Sixpack. So all we need to do is go up there and pull you guys down and uh, you've already done the work for us. Well, the personal ensign, I guess there is a horse with a target on its back and uh, that would be the Bob Baffert trained. Abel Tasman, uh, last year, loved Saratoga, uh, held on to win the uh, Coaching Club American Oaks, so that was her only appearance there. She can handle the surface and uh, has uh, shipped back uh, from the West Coast and recently has been at Churchill. Last race, the Ogden Phipps at Belmont, pretty impressive performance. Well, there's always a worry when these fillies come back off layoffs, whether they're going to come back as good. And after this source finished off the board as the 3-5 to five favorite in her seasonal debut at Churchill Downs, there were some worries that maybe Abel Tasman was not going to get back into form. Those fears have been allayed. The Ogden Phipps was a tour de force, a 100-buyer speed figure, the first time in her career that she's earned a triple-digit buyer, and she won that race in hand. She, as you mentioned, is way the horse to beat, although there is a horse in here that's going to give her a test, and that's the one that tested her in last year's Coaching Club American Oaks that you made mention, and that's Bill Mott's Alayton. I've always been a big fan of Alayton. late returned off of an extremely long layoff last time out. Had to be about eight and a half months, and Mott wasn't afraid to run her a long distance off a long layoff. It's hard to win going a mile and a quarter off a long layoff. late ran a mile and a quarter against an Alpia weaker field in the Delaware Handicap, but she won that race very easily. I think there's a lot more in the tank, and late the kind of horse that if you're looking to upset Abel Tasman, she might be the one to do it. Abel Tasman, as we know, can get a little bit rank in her races. She can pull hard early. It's going to be very interesting to see where Mike Smith has her when they go into the first turn. She breaks from the rail. There's other speed in this race. I'm not sure she's going to be able to get to her preferred spot on the outside. Smith has to get her to relax. But at the end of the day, I still went with Abel Tasman. I really respect her quality. A late's going to be tough, but I'll go with Baffert and Smith. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Well, uh, you know, again, this is a mile and an eighth. She's had three stars a mile and an eighth, two wins in a second for over a million dollars. So we know it's a nice distance for It should be interesting, but e- even in a short field like this, you're looking for a, perhaps an upsetter. Horse that I've always been extremely fond of is in here. Don't know if she can beat the big girl, but it's, it's Farrell. And uh, Farrell, too, uh, you know, uh, the cat. Took her over the uh, Saratoga Strip, Shannon Hill in the saddle, and held on by a neck in the mile and eighth shoevy. Now, that was a grade three. We're stepping up to grade one. But, again, it's a short field. Uh, If you're 
betting horizontally, my guess is Abel Tasman's going to take a lot of money. All right. Well, we've covered two of the four. I'm asking uh, Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum to help us with here on Winning Ponies. Josh, by gosh, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll be fresh and ready to roll. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Pick, bet, and cheer on live racing from Woodbine and Mohawk Park. Thoroughbred and harness action. The wagers are just the beginning. Watch award-winning broadcasts covering both breeds. Incredible battles contested over the most unique grass course in North America. Experience the full fields with over 130 thoroughbred and 160 live harness days. Get access to free handicapping material and join the ranks of Woodbine and Mohawk Park players from all over the globe. For more information, visit woodbine.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me is a... uh, man that we've had back many times, Dan Illman from the Daily Racing Forum. I know I called him, uh, you know, the, the Captain Kirk of Star Trek. But so, Dan, in, in doing your job that you have to do, particularly with Saratoga now racing as many days as they do, that kind of hinders your chance to get up there as close as you are to actually see the races live, doesn't it? Don't get up there that often. As a matter of fact, thus far, I've only been up there once this year, and that was to cover the phasic Tipton yearling sales with Nicole Russo. We filmed Spa Babies up at Saratoga, appropriately enough, and covered those yearlings. American Pharaoh uh, had his first yearling sell at phasic Tipton, and Bob Baffert bought one for $1 million, uh, New York bred uh, at that. And uh, the Medallia Dioros also sold very, very well on night two. I believe there were three $1 million yearlings. So there was a lot of excitement, but you're right. There's uh, so much to do here. In, uh, in the city and in the studio and in the office that I rarely get a chance to get out to Saratoga, but uh, the good news is you can bet on the phone and you can bet on DRF bets. Well, again, I want to get back to some of the DRF uh, things we're going to see over the weekend, but you brought up a word that used to be looked down the nose that I think no longer even matters, and that's New York bread. 
Oh, absolutely right. No, the New York Bread program is absolutely one of the best. I mean, just take a look at what we've seen from Diversify. Look what we've seen from Mind Your Biscuits. I mean, we have got New York Breads that are competing globally. Mind Your Biscuits, a two-time yes. winner of the Dubai Golden Shaheen. Diversify, of course, just now probably the best handicap horse on the East Coast. New York Breads have been dominant. We go all the way back to uh, to Funny Side. There's New York Bread Day tomorrow at Saratoga. The Funny Side Stakes is for two-year-olds. He, of course, winner of the Kentucky Derby and the pre so uh, New York bread is not uh, sort of a black mark against the thoroughbred anymore. The money is very, very good, and, and the quality of stallions coming in very good as well. I, I think it makes no difference at all. Now, I, I hear the police pulling up. Dan, if you have to leave, can you bring your cell phone with us so we can continue this conversation? You'll have to probably bail me out, but this is uh, <laughs> you know, the, the hazard of working in New York City at 8.45 p.m. On a, uh, on a Thursday night. You're going to hear sirens in Midtown. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's uh, get our sirens going here for, for another uh, seven furlong race. I think we might have three grade ones at seven furlongs on Saturday. Uh, this one, the forego, $600,000. Uh, we're seeing some familiar faces, but it is seven furlongs is cool. It's, it's a unique distance. And, you know, uh, I think it was Tom Ainsley. The, maybe you read some of his books when you were a little tyke, who's one of the original authors of handicapping books that said a horse can be measured by a yardstick his best distance and i think that might be the case with uh, horses that run seven furlongs and certainly limousine liberal uh, fits that boot pretty well Limousine Liberal is not only a seven furlong specialist, he is just a gutsy, hard-trying horse. We saw that in the Churchill Downstakes when he beat Warriors Club in Awesome Slough. Two horses will be facing on Saturday, and we saw that last time out in the Belmont Sprint where he beat Whitmore, a horse that will be facing on Saturday. He is just a likable, hard-trying, tactical horse that likes seven furlongs. He you know, doesn't usually take a lot of money in these big races, and he's been beautifully handled throughout his career by Ben Colebrook. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Limousine Liberal won a giant race on Saturday. Well, that leaves a big butt as far as I hear Dan Elman about to exhale. Well, it's true. I mean, this is a really fun race. The horse they're all going to have to beat the number eight, City of Light, who's turning back to seven furlongs, and that's the distance of his wins in the grade one Malibu and grade one triple bend. And since then, he's done pretty well going long. He was able to beat Accelerate, arguably the best handicap horse in the country right now, in the grade two Oaklawn handicap. And then he found a mile and a quarter, just a little bit too far, when no match for Accelerate in the Gold Cup at Santa Anita. This turn back should suit City of Light very well, and he has a nice outside stalking post and you can argue he's the horse to beat but they were going to run him in the Whitney earlier this meet and he came down with a little bit of a foot problem and I'm not really sure it took too much starch out of his uh, training regimen but I always don't like plan B especially when it comes on the heels of an injury so I went against him with a horse that's always shown a lot of promise and that horse's name is CZ Rocket the number six CZ Rocket won the first three starts of his career and then he was no match for City of Light in the Malibu and I really don't know what happened that day. All I know is Al Stoll gave him a lot of time, so maybe he was injured. He came back off about a five-plus month layoff. He ran a good third behind a Bob Baffert horse, American Anthem, who came back to win a graded stakes race. And then last time out, at this seven for a long distance, he was so visually impressive in winning the Kelly's Landing. He beat Warriors Club, who's in this race, but Warriors Club came out of the loss to CZ Rocket and finished second to one of the best sprinters in the country, Imperial Hint, in the grade one Vanderbilt earlier in the Saratoga meet. CZ 
Rocket is a horse that I think is just about ready to uh, to reach his potential. He finally ran that triple-digit buyer last time out. He's got to break well out of the gate. There are times when he is not good out of the gate. I'm not sure if there's a ton of speed in here, but he was better breaking last time out, and I just trust Al Stahl. I know he hasn't had a winner at Saratoga this year, but historically he does very well. I want to give this horse a shot. He's 9-2 to two on the morning line, and he won his debut here last year. Yeah, and uh, Sean Bridgemahan, uh, who's been riding very, very well uh, in the Midwest, will be will be coming up with him. But I, I like to see this: is that Al brought the horse up to get acclimated a month ago, so the horse has been there. You know, he's in that uh, that Saratoga zone. Uh, he's been training over the track, not working bullets, though he came close one day, uh, but just seems to be, you know taken along at the right time. There's there's no way that, that I can argue with him on him. Uh, the other horse that I, I just you mentioned him cannot be overlooked is Warriors Club because of two things. He's got D. Wayne Lucas as his trainer, a couple hundred buyers, and my favorite part about this horse is the fact that he's part of one of the uh, uh, ever-growing uh, evolutions of the game and that he's part of a racing club. Yeah, part of the Churchill Downs Racing Club. It's really been good for the game, gets the fans involved, and they're lucky to have a nice horse like Warriors Club. I mean, Warriors Club, again, grade one place to his most recent start. And like Limousine Liberal, he's a tough little fighter. We saw that when he upset the grade three Commonwealth and Limousine Liberal, but he caught Limousine Liberal off the layoff that day. I like his tactical speed. I like his fight. Um, he certainly has a chance in this race. It's 10 to 1 on the line. This is a race where I wouldn't settle for a short price. I mean, City of Light is 9 to 5 on the morning line, and he's dangerous and limousine liberals three to one on the morning line and he's dangerous but i'm not sure they have such an edge over this field that i wouldn't want to try to go with someone else i wonder if we've seen the best of those horses but we haven't seen the best of a cz rocket so i'm kind of hoping for a breakthrough performance at a decent price well uh dan hillman from the daily racing forum is helping us get the uh, first leg of the uh late pick five a million dollars up for grabs now before we get on to the traverse stakes dan you guys are providing so many services this weekend we talked about a couple of them off air take me through them one at a time kind of easy because there's going to be so much going on with between you know watchmaker and uh your, your babies and everything else so walk us through the different opportunities to get an edge here over the weekend so many different opportunities, so many different opinions from different handicappers at video.drf.com this weekend. You'll have graded stakes previews from Mike Beer and Matt Bernier and myself. Mike Watchmaker will give three Saturday stakes value plays on the weekend warrior. You'll have the DRF Players Podcast with Peter Thomas Fornatel and Jonathan Kinchin going over the Saratoga card. Uh, you'll have Matt's pick four. There's a $1 million guaranteed pick four at Saratoga. He's going to discuss that, and I believe it on Matt's show, the Matt Bernier show, he's going to talk about the pick six at Saratoga on Saturday as well. Brad Free out in Southern California is going to give his report. Uh, we're going to have Spa Babies with Nicole Russo. I mean, so many programs out of the gate giving opinions from people like David Aragona and Nicole Russo and, and all of us together. So a lot, of, a lot of great options for everybody. Pick your favorite handicapper. You're going to get a lot of different takes, and we talk about each horse in these graded stakes previews in detail trying to give as much information as possible so you don't have to do the work. 
Well, I, I try to listen to everybody. I, you know, I, I can't say I have a favorite. Everybody has a different angle the way they approach it. I know Mike Watchmaker with his Weekend Warrior, he usually picks three races, and he says, hey, John, if I just hit one of these at 8-1, to one, it covers all my bets for the weekend, so I'm good. And, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened for him last week in the major race at Saratoga. I believe he picked the Alabama winner, Eskimo Kisses. He has been on absolute fire this entire year, and his Weekend Warrior piece is up right now, video.com. DRF.com. And Eskimo wishes kisses went away at nine to one. So right. yeah, that co- that covered his other two races for <laughs> sure. All right, drum roll. The Midsummer Derby, a mile and a quarter for three-year-olds. I've been blessed to see many of these races. Dan, I have to ask you before you were uh, you know on air with the DRF, did you ever make the foray up there for the Midsummer Derby? You know, I, 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 I actually think I did, John, and I think I got beaten by a dirty nose once. Mike Beer and I were up there handicapping, and I think I picked a Neil Howard horse. Was it Grasshopper that got beat a nose in the Travers one year? Uh, it was something like that, and I think I thought I won it, and I think Robbie Alvarado thought he won it, and I think he was a pretty good price, and I was getting a little bit excited, and he got beat a nose. It was very, very frustrating. So for me, the Travers, while it's been a very exciting race, and as a New York racing fan, you, uh, you always have to get excited with the Midsummer Derby. Um, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to score again. I, I don't want to get beat by a nose like that. That was absolutely <laughs> a terrible loss for me. He was Grasshopper in the 2007 Travers, and he lost to Street Sense, and that was a tough, yeah. tough loss. And I think Mambo in Seattle the next year I liked, and Colonel John beat him by a nose. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Because That's the one, I, Mambo in at Seattle, the Bible of Racing. The American yep. Racing Manual put out by DRF Press, which is my Bible, you know. Hmm. This is my Koran or whatever you want to say, you know. It's, it is the Bible of racing. Well, hey, I don't want to let you go, Dan Illman, without talking. I think uh, my producers tell me I only got three minutes. Damn it, I spent too much time. Anyhow, let's look at the Travers. Let's go to the high points. Let's go to the mystery horses. Well, good magic's the horse to beat, and I think he gets a similar trip as he did in the Haskell. Boy, I wish I could be a little bit more clever, but in the Haskell, he sat second off of a long shot. He attacked on the turn. He took over, and he was the best horse. In this race, he's going to have maybe a tougher long shot. Trigger warning, breaking from the inside post is going to go to the lead. I think good magic's going to sit off him. I think good magic's going to assert his class at the top of the stretch, and then we'll see if he wants to go a mile and a quarter. I think he's the best horse in this race. Well, uh I'll be pulling for a horse you just mentioned, and that's uh, Trigger Warning. He's trained by a friend of mine, Mike Roan. Mike also is the horse's farrier and the horse's exercise rider. And uh, I talked to him today. He said, John, he said, this horse is loving it so much up here. He said, and Mike's not a small guy. He's like, uh, he says, I couldn't pull him up. I says, I had to stand up. I almost spit out my chewing tobacco, but I realized where I was, and I would never do that. <laughs> he has done such a great job with this horse. I mean, he was something like 77 to 1, two starts back, and he ran a tremendous race. And last time out, I mean, he led every step but the very, very last one in the Indiana Derby. This is a sharp horse that's got big speed. He's got a great inside post, but this is going to be a real tough task in the Travers. It is, but I'm telling you, he's going to go off at double digits. Keep mm-hmm. in your exotics, folks. Uh, well, I, I guess uh, the other uh, angle to take in here, we've got a minute left, is uh, Catholic Boy has the speed, and Catholic Boy is going to be outside, but I don't think that makes too much of a difference. It's not an 18-horse field, and uh, Javier Castellano, as we described earlier, has the most win in the Travers. I mean, uh, certainly good magic's a tough one, but Catholic Boy is going to say, catch me if you can. 
I'm not sure about that. I think he's got he's shown that big speed on turf in his last two races, but those are usually softer paced races. This sort of showed that he can rate and finish from the outside in the Remsen when going turf to dirt last year. And something tells me again, I think trigger warnings on a mission. I think good magic and tenfold with their tactical speed. They're going to leave out of there looking to get a good spot. Catholic boy might be taken off the pace here. I really wonder how hard Javier wants to use this horse from the far outside post going a mile and a quarter. It's really going to be fascinating to see because if that's the case, boy, then good magic might be able to tuck into a good spot right behind Catholic boy and trigger warning. All right, just for the record, if you weren't listening, that was Matt Bernier's top pick, Catholic boy. So uh, we've been talking with Dan Elman from the Daily Racing Forum. Dan, always feel blessed when you can join us. Thanks so much. Uh, I I hope you have a slew of winners on Travers Day, and we'll be trying to watch all the angles on DRF.com. Always a pleasure, John. Good luck to you. Good luck to everybody listening tonight. All right. You've been listening to Matt Bernier. And Dan Illman, I'm John Engelhart. Thanks for joining us. Spread the word. The show's on podcast so you can still get all this information. Remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.